Welcome, affiliated listeners, to another amazing episode of the Affiliated Podcast. And today we have no special guest, just the hey. OGs. Of, you're more than just a special guest. You're a special I am a host. Our co-host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and Tom and I uh, today are going to be talking about something that I think should be on everyone's mind. We went through a little bit of a travel lull here. There hasn't been really been con- big conferences for like three months. Everything's now. still recovering from COVID, blowing everything up. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So timing's a little bit are still weird. Moving around. Yeah. We're about to hit a cluster, an event cluster, starting with. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the best events, in our opinion, that is very, very biased. Totally unbiased. Summit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is just next week, weeks away. Not weeks away, week away. It, I'm like, what, it's Tuesday? I'm leaving Friday for it? Yeah. It's so a yeah. couple days away. Yeah. So um, so really exciting time. But what we really want to talk about is when you're going to these events, how to extract the most out of them, how to network properly to benefit you, benefit your business, and benefit your time spent, um, and do it in a way that's sustainable. So we're going to talk about the the secrets, the tips, the tricks, and the things you need to avoid um, on our episode today. So let us jump in. So I like it. Before we get into that, though, um, oh. all that stuff, I actually want to talk about just Platinum Summit. Uh, so for those that haven't been, I know there's lots of listeners, you might have heard about this before, um, but Platinum Summit, obviously, biasly, but I don't think it's that bias. I think is the best mastermind event that you could go to. Um, and it's not something that everyone gets access to. It's a little bit more exclusive. Probably uh, why it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, which could very well be. I (laughs) agree that's why. Um, But essentially, it is an event that we put on every single year. We've been doing it for, is this like the seventh year? Sure. Sure. Seventh year sounds good. Yeah. Fact checker, fact check. I mean, COVID threw things off too, because, yeah, it's been going on for, I think... What, the first one was like Denver, I think. It was Denver, yeah. That was like seven or eight years ago. And then after that, we, it's been Unico most of the other yeah, times. Yeah, So, And we obviously had the gap um, with COVID. But anyway, less on logistics of time. It's yeah. been a while. Been a while. <laughs> it's not our first rodeo. But it's an it, it's a private event that is only available to people that have hit platinum status on ClickBank, which is 250 thousand dollars in the prior calendar year in top line revenue yeah um so that, that you generated individually and once you have that you get the invitation to go to a five-star resort and this is the my or riviera maya maya riviera riviera maya yeah yeah riviera maya there we go south of cancun yeah <laughs> <laughs> south of cancun yeah. um but you're going to go there into a five-star resort with 200 of the top marketers in the world. Marketers, affiliates, offer owners, vendors, people that are doing amazing stuff in the industry. You're all there. You're all networking. You're connecting. You're having fun. There's content. There's food. It is the coolest experience that could change businesses in a matter of just four days. Um, and you're going to have more fun than you ever thought you could while changing your business. So, I mean, that that's what it is. What, what else would you add to that, Thomas? I know that's just like a elevator pitch of awesome but what a you've been to platinum summit more than i even have that sounds yeah. stupid because i've only been like twice or once. I, th- I haven't been that i think i've only been to this will be my third one third one okay yeah. so yeah i'm pretty yeah, sure but yeah to, no, to, a, so what, what else to add on to i think i think it there. blends i think why it's good and why i gravitate to events like it and these those like 100 to 200 person masterminds in this type of place not just because it's a nice resort the bathtubs on the balcony are a huge plus at Unico. <laughs> uh, like they are super yeah, awesome. They're big enough. I'm 6'2". I'm a bigger guy, right? And I can't fit in my bathtub at home. So I take a lot of baths at Platinum Summit. But beyond that, it's uh, it's, it, it it's sounds like, like it's reason to go just to see the in baths a bath. are great. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they're so good. Um, what I love about this event, though, is that it's a lot of fun, a bit of work, and a lot of that actual rapport relationship building, right? Like. 
Um, I think last year in Costa Rica, which is the first time we did it away from Unico. Now we're coming back to Unico for this one. Um, I think we went a little too heavy on like the speakers and their mastermindy part. This year we're trying to bring it back to more of the hybrid of let's come to the networking things you want to go to. Let's do some of the breakout sessions you want to go to. Let's get more targeted with the more options. Let's, you know, not just big speaker kind of thing. And then let's go hang out by the pool. Let's have a cocktail. Let's have a dinner, right? Let's go on a catamaran. Let's go snorkel and touch a sea turtle that's legal because it's Mexico, not Hawaii, right? Like, let's do these things and have these experiences together that builds memories and friendships, not just, hi, how you doing? What brings you here to Vegas conference mm-hmm. room kind of thing, right? So Yeah. No, that's great. And yeah. definitely for a later time, we'll have to hear the story about how you got arrested in Hawaii for touching a sea turtle. But <laughs> It's just a five-figure fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you hit, uh, hit it yeah. on the head. Is it's, it's that perfect balance where you have enough content that you could still pull something away from there. But the the networking connections are so natural because yeah. of the environment. Because I mean, people bring their spouses, else. right? Yeah. It, I would say kids, but this hotel is uh, adults only, so no kids. <laughs> but I've been to similar ones where mm-hmm. some kids are there, right, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's like you get to meet the person, not the CEO founder, right? Yeah. Which is goes a long way, and that's yeah. mostly who's going. Sometimes it's the affiliate manager that's going, but predominantly it's the founder and the person because they treat it almost like a vacation that Mm -hmm. they get to ROI and get a lot of business from. Well, I think that's one of the things that's really beautiful about it. You could create a vacation-like setting while doing Mm -hmm. business, and that is just where I think the best business really happens. Barriers break down. Succession has really taught me that. All the great conversations seem to happen in most luxurious places. And (laughs) they, of course, did not care about them. But (laughs) um, So, no, I think that's that's really, really amazing and and a great description. I think for anyone that is going this year and it's your first time, be super excited. It's it's just there, there should be no reason that you walk away feeling like that wasn't a great event with great ROI. Um, And for those that are sitting here thinking, man, I really want to go to this. Use that as inspiration as something to strive for. Get that 250. Make sure you could be ready in your business for next year because it will be happening, you know, next year as long as the world continues to go. Yeah. So kind um, of, yeah, we've started doing diamond summits at Sun too, mm-hmm. right? So for five million and up ClickBank clients, which are obviously a more intimate crowd and things like that. So we're trying to do more of this kind of bring the right people together and we watch just good business happen. Yeah. These aren't people always ask like, how much money do you make off platinum summit? And it's like, we don't, it's not like a big profit center for us. Like selling tickets and stuff for it. Like we're just trying to like get the right people into the room, hopefully break even kind of thing on the cost to run it. But we see so much good business happen from it. Like mm-hmm. I was looking at, we've got some big law offers launching this year from partnerships that were kicked off at platinum summit before COVID, the last Unico one, whatever that was, 2019 or so, mm-hmm. that winter or 2020, whatever it was. And yeah, I remember that one vividly. Like I was at the bar, someone was asking me, two guys were asking me like, hey, we want to get into the space. Who should we chat with? And I turn around, I'm like, oh, you should talk to that guy, right? <laughs> like just connect them right there. They started doing some business and they're still business partners to this day, right? Launching the offers. Yeah. And that's the kind of potential that this has, right? Yeah. And I think that's not even a dissimilar story. I feel like that yeah. has happened at it's every many, single right? Platinum Summit. So mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this year it could be somebody else's story, which leading into that though, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen by accident. You can't go to these events and just think it's the field of dreams. I am here. Opportunity will come. It takes some work. So let's talk a little bit about that. So yeah. you've been to, I, I would argue you might've been, you've probably been to more events than anybody else at ClickBank at this point with all your time. Yeah. Jen might have me be because she's been here for 17 years, but okay. So outside but, Jen in the, in the last, history, yeah, yeah, in the last eight history. years, we'll say, yeah, yeah. 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 So you'd be, so um, you know, 
going into it, you've learned a lot, you've made some mistakes, you've really learned some great things too. If you had to tell somebody they're, they're anxious, they're getting set to go to this event and they're feeling like, am I going to get the most out of it? Um, you know, or even if they've gone to past events, they feel like they're not getting what they should. What are some tips and tricks that you would tell people or maybe attitudes you would tell people going into, especially we'll do an intimate mastermind, not a big conference, let's yeah. focus on intimate mastermind. Um, what are some of the things that you do to prepare to make sure you get the the ROI and really just, I think, the, the joy out of all the yeah. effort and time you're going to spend? <laughs> Well, I think I'd remember that this is still a 200-ish person event, right? So it, it is more intimate than Traffic Conversion Summit or Affiliate Summit or Affiliate World, right? There's not thousands of people there. But it's still enough people that don't go in expecting that you're going to meet everybody. You probably will to some capacity. And we're doing some things like speed networking and stuff to help that happen. But you're not going to get to like build intimate relationships with 199 people, right? That's just unrealistic. So what I would do and what I tell everyone to do for any event is to get a very crystal clear picture of the type of person you want to meet that might be specifically a person that you know is going to be there. I want to meet them. Right. But more importantly, why do you want to meet that person? What about them or their business makes it impactful for you and will help you get good ROI from it? And some questions I started thinking about, it's like, okay, I need, I have an offer. It's getting some scale getting some traction. I just barely cracked platinum, right? But I'm around these people that are doing multiple multiples of that, right? Okay, I need to meet email affiliates that have lists of 40 plus men, right, in the US kind of thing. If you can start to get really detailed with the type of traffic or the type of thing you're looking for, that makes your networking compound exponentially because as you're chatting with people, they're obviously going, hey, what are you looking for? Like, how can I help you out? I'm looking for, insert that little mental grenade right there, and if that's if they're that person, oh cool, I've got that. How can I help you? Very immediate, yes. And if not, they're going to remember that much more likely as they're networking around, right? And so if you're at the pool together or kind of around each other, and they hear that, oh, you got to email us. Oh, hey, you should chat, chat with Carl over there. He's looking for something like this, or vice versa. If you're offering services, hey, I do X Y Z. You get hyper specific on the problem you solve, and they remember that too. And that just helps multiply the networking, because the mistake you can make is just going, oh, I'm looking for affiliates. Mm-hmm. Well, so is everyone else, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm glad you yeah. made it to ClickBank. <laughs> yeah, like, or oh, I'm looking for a high-level media buyer. So yeah. is every other offer owner, yeah. right? Like, what specifically are you looking for? I'm yeah. looking for a media buyer that runs on YouTube and has had success promoting blood sugar offers. Cool, right? That's hyper-specific and get away from there. You might think that's limiting, but it actually helps you get what you need out of it much faster. And from, that's from any event. So can you give an example of a recent event where you had mm-hmm. you crafted that that um, that statement and as well as one where you did it and it didn't work and one recently where it worked really well yeah. and directly correlated to you said it and you had that aha moment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those like when I started as a BDM on ClickBank, I was kind of just like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for offers on board. Right. Like, so like, oh, what are you looking at at this event? Oh, looking to meet people, looking for offer owners that right. It's super vague, things like that. Um, this was at a TNC a little bit ago now. Um, but where I started doing this, I, I can't remember the guy's name who I stole this from, um, Travis or something like that. Um, it's from a Joel Marion podcast he was on. But he was talking about the mental grenade piece. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. So I started journaling on the airplane. I was going down. I was like, okay, I'm looking for eight-figure offer creators, right, um, who are looking to scale a new offer kind of thing. I started telling people that. Like, yeah, I'm looking for eight-figure direct response offer creators, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, have you chatted with this person? Now you start getting hyper specific and like you still meet a ton of people, 
but it helps you be more aware of who you're meeting. If you're in the wrong conversation, you can leave it gracefully faster, Mm -hmm. right? It helps people kind of validate each other really quickly. Um, And then it also helps just that uh, it was at a, Oh, is that a Mimosa Mastermind? Like those stand, those pop-up days they do before yeah. uh, traffic and conversion. But mm-hmm. um, is that that where I kind of employed it first and it helped me find three great contacts that one of them scaled in the last, like pretty big, I can't say yeah, doing yeah. all that. but no, um, That's awesome though. Yeah, so it's like, right, because you don't need a lot of contacts to get good ROI from these typically, right? Mm-hmm. You need the right contacts. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important because I think often you, you, that is literally if we could distill all of it into one thing. You don't need a lot. You need the right context, yeah. right? Yeah. So specificity now matters a lot, but that doesn't mean getting the right contact doesn't mean that you don't make a lot of connections. Yeah. So remember, contact connections aren't necessarily the same things. Yeah, so. and it's, it's little things too, because when I said I want eight figure offers, I started meeting all these e-com people. I started like, it's like, oh, it's like, this is not, it started burning my time because all these e-com people didn't know direct response performance marketing. Yep. So I started saying, I need eight figure direct response Right, and that helps start, okay, even refining that down. So it might take a few kind of goes at it, but the more specific you get, it's just like writing a headline for your copy. The more specific you get, the better it converts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that, that is great advice. And I'll tell you, um, I remember the first time, I think it was on a podcast that you mentioned that, or it was a training or something mm-hmm. we were doing internally. I was like, ah, and started using it. And it was directly impactful, particularly oh, cool. when yeah. I went to an event where I didn't know anybody. Um, mm-hmm. I remember it was when, when we were just opening up a pandemic, I went to a podcast conference. And no one even knew who ClickBank was. And I can't tell you in this time, I've never went to a conference where people weren't even familiar with our existence. Right. Um, so having that very specific message still allowed me to get to other people and to start to connect. And even though I realized that oftentimes I didn't find that big contact that I needed, but I learned a ton about the industry and space that I was in and still got value out yeah. of that, that conference. And I was able to start adjusting <laughs> um, some of that specificity, but it moved me in. Like I still like look back and like, where I was able to get to and, and people would meet. Like th- that's how I got connected with John Lee Dumas, who was able oh, to come on to yeah. our podcast. Which is a, yeah. a big get, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So I was Thanks, able John. to find something yeah. <laughs> there through refining that message. So going on that pivot part, I started with typical thing like, hey, I'm looking for people in a direct response. Or really at that time, I was like, hey, I'm looking for podcasters that are looking to promote things as an affiliate primarily in the health space. That's the room, right? And I quickly learned that no one was in that space. So then I started to go, okay, I want to find, I refine it. Hey, I'm looking for people that are really, really good at monetizing personally doing podcasts. And that's how I found, found myself getting connected to some nice, of these people. Yeah. And then funny enough, they happened to, some of them were actually affiliates for some of our, our, our partners. Now we had credibility. Like it was really able to, to put me into a, a quick sphere where I wanted to be from an influence perspective. Nice. So no, I really love what you're talking about. And I could tell you it works. And if you don't have that message, like, you know, start writing it, practicing yeah. it, saying it, whatever you need to. I'll just clarify too. The, it's rare. Like so a lot of times people just ask, Hey, what are you looking for? What are you looking to get out of this? But a lot of times the question is framed as what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where you have a chance to phrase this type of thing, but in a different way, instead of what do you do? Oh, I create offers. Right. Oh, I'm a copywriter. Oh, I'm a media buyer. Right. Um, oh, I'm an affiliate. Even worse answer. Right. You get really specific with what you do and the problems you solve. Mm-hmm. Right. So like for me, it wasn't I'm a BDM at ClickBank. Right. That's what I used to say. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this sucks. It's like <laughs> <laughs> this gets me nowhere. That's uh, oh, I help eight figure businesses scale with affiliates. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry. I even that was the first one I tried. That didn't work very well. It's I help eight figure businesses acquire 
customers at break even. Nice. Huh. And people go, that. whoa, how do you do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, well, at least certain I can go into a bit more of a pitch or like, oh, yeah, we use affiliates, we use performance marketers, all that, blah, blah, blah. And like you, ClickBank gets brought up six layers deep of that, right? Yeah. And by that point, they're already really interested. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, you should talk with this person. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's actually one I haven't even thought about. I think I've organically used mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about in a loud room, if you set them a BDM, they would think BDSM for Clue? Yeah, click exactly. what? Yeah. <laughs> something bank? But for like, I see this all the time with like the entrepreneurs. And it's like, oh, I create offers, right? And you're like, yeah. you look at them, it's like, now you do a lot. Like you need to pump yourself up a little bit, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I've made, you know, we've got a top selling blood sugar supplement. Uh, that we're looking to scale right now. And it's like, oh, tell me more about that, right? Whatever yeah. it might be. Like, you want to get as hyper specific with what do you do kind of question. Yeah. Well, yeah. and so I want to peel the layer on this onion that we've been discussing about. Because yeah. I think one thing that's important is where I could see another area outside being too vague where this could fail is if it seems too pushy. There's another yeah. side where if you are so specific on what you want, you only focus on what you want. And that creates a problem, particularly actually at events like this. When you yeah. have, where it's still 200 people's lot, but it's not that many, right? It's not thousands and thousands at a conference. And so you're going to, whoever you talk to, you're most likely going to at least see them more than once. And so if you come in and you're really aggressive on me, 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 boy, you're going to be everyone's least yeah. favorite person in the room pretty quickly. I think we brought up in our first networking podcast we had ages ago now, yep. right? But it's like you always, I guess the assumption that we talk about all of this is that you want to lead with value. Yes, lead right? with value, yeah. Yeah, and that... If you're newer to the space, it's always like, well, how do I do that? We can maybe link to that episode where we go into detail about adding value and stuff like that. But yeah. The yeah. short answer is right. Like, if you don't, if you can just help connect people if you're not really sure how to do that. And that's by by asking these types of answering these types of questions. You can be that connector at the pool, right? You can add value a number of ways. Or you can, if you're a, if you got a small email list, whatever, right? Hey, I can do a test send for you, right? Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to do that kind of thing, right? You can kind of do some little things here and there that add value to the room you're in without having to feel like you need to be a big fish or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think that I wanted to circle back that because I think at the end of the day, that value helps you become memorable, right? Yeah. And yeah, we won't go in all the depth with that piece because that's a whole nother podcast. We'll link to the show notes because yeah. it really helps with that. But it's important to know that kind of two things. One, you're coaching people on exactly what they'll give back to you. So when you lead with that kind of information, it's easier for them to echo that. So now you're distilled with what information yeah. they need. So when that could be filled by somebody else, now it's easy to make that connection and your yeah. value continues to grow really quickly. Yeah. Um, and then they also, if you connect them to somebody, you give them the specifics, you become memorable and they'll want to connect you. Because some people, they might do it right away. Others, once you've created, that's the relationship you have, they will reciprocate from there. So I just always like to bring that up that don't forget that you need to be somewhat memorable. You don't just shout out what you want from them and walk away. Yeah. Um, you want to make sure you, you still build a connection. You build some sort of relationship predicated on value um, so you can be memorable for next time they have that conversation. Yeah. So the and person, and they, there's they lots of ways to do that that are more so just fun, right? Like yeah. the people that help coordinate the after parties, just even the ad hoc ones, like let's go to my suite or something. It's like, that's adding value by giving people a place to hang out kind yeah. of thing. It's like, yeah. or it's the, you've never had an espresso martini? Oh my gosh, we're getting them, right? Yeah, it's like, totally. <laughs> it's like creating the new experience. Like there's lots of fun ways to make, yeah. add value at an all-inclusive resort that doesn't cost any extra money. Like, yeah. Well, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last, so, um, yeah. and we'll kind of transition to other things about kind of, you know, things to look out for when you're in these types of events. Um, but but yeah, I think what's huge too is when you've made that connection, you become that person and you have that value connection, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, whether it's an espresso martini, whether it's um, you gave them good advice on how to get 
awesome kid shoes for their kids. Yeah. I don't know why that was what he came up with, but um, Kizix, you should check out Kizix. Kizix, okay, yeah. So we won't go on that rabbit yeah. hole, but yes, after the podcast, <laughs> talk more. Um, as four kids, that's that's a lot yeah. of feet, you know, that we got to put out. Um, so sneakers in the shoe sole. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, but but once you do that, circle back to it, especially in an event like this. You're going to see him again as like a espresso martini guy. Mm. You're like, oh, you know, room later. Make that reference over and over again. Keep reinforcing the memorability because you're not referencing espresso martini guy. What you're actually reinforcing is that pitch. You're marketing yourself. So yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, this is what you remember me for initially. But then what's going to come right afterwards is, oh yeah, the espresso martini person that's looking for this, and now yeah. you continue to bring up to the forefront, to the top of mind. Yeah. Um, and being at top of mind at these events is possibly the most impactful thing you could do. Because if I have you know, 20 people out there at this event that I am in the top part of their brain, as soon as somebody I don't know comes up and it, it comes up a conversation that I should know them, I have a network, right? It's yeah. that, it's that, it's kind of like hive mind for any of you Stranger Things fans, right? Like, like <laughs> you know, they step somewhere and like, you know, I know now, right? So I think that's really valuable. So that being said, um, sometimes figuring out those connections are some pitfalls. So we've yeah. seen it. You might have done it. You I could, know I've done it sometimes too. So no what are some yeah. of the, especially I think, sometimes it could be a big, really this could be anywhere, but I find it extra difficult at events like this. We have a lot of unstructured free time to connect with people. And people can't use me in air quotes because where connection is something professionally in a setting, you're like, yeah, I know what that means. But when you've been lulled into a five-star resort in the warm, beautiful sun of the tropics, um, all of a sudden those connections start to get a little bit, I would say, tricky in the ways that you're making them or what you might push yourself too far to do. So talk a little bit about how sometimes connecting and trying to be memorable and relate people could go too far or you can make some slip ups. You get hammered. We're talking HR, around, like, yeah. around like, <laughs> no, don't get smashed, you know, but yeah. yeah, no, I think that's the short answer, right? It's like, it's, you see it a lot with like people newer to the space and yeah, we've all made the mistake, right? It's like, Oh, that's, that's a hard part. they all inclusive. It's like, Man, there's mimosas at breakfast. It leads into something by the pool at lunch. It leads into dinner, and all of a sudden it's two, and you're in a suite somewhere, just drunk, making a fool of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like thinking of someone else. Definitely not me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, uh, um, but it's it's very easy for it to sneak up on you, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you want to have fun. You don't want to be like hyper conscious of it, but it is one of those things that. You want to be top of mind for the right reasons, mm-hmm. right? It's very easy to become top of mind for the wrong reasons. We saw that the last affiliate summit, right? Some people made some poor choices with alcohol mm-hmm. and probably some decisions they now regret a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they were the talk of the town, if you will. Yeah. Um, I don't want to drudge all that up, but it's just like it happens at every event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very easy to build a reputation you're not aware of, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that's the hard part is that it's still a lot of like people form good friendships in this space, but a lot of the times those friendships are still predicated on business. And when that gets, when you get almost too comfortable, you can miss out on actually doing the good service, which is building a better business with your friends, Mm -hmm. you know, just hanging out. Right. And so, I don't know, it's a convoluted answer, right? But it's the, you know, learning that a seltzer water and lime looks like a cocktail that you don't have to get more drinks shoved on you. 
kind of thing. That was something I struggled with a lot when I first started out. It's like clients want to get me drinks. People I've only zoomed with like, Oh, Hey, let's go get a shot. Right. It's like, okay. And before you know it, you've had six drinks in an hour and it's like, Whoa, like mm-hmm. what I'm off the rails and it's nine o'clock kind of thing. And it wasn't like, cause I was wanting to get belligerent. I was just trying to, I'm just bad at saying no to people and want to be friendly. Mm-hmm. But you go around with the seltzer water and lime and people don't try to push drinks in you as much. Oh, you know, I'm good right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you just get more comfortable saying, Oh no, right. I'm okay right now. And you kind of push it off or something, but yeah, no, but yeah. I, it, it's just, I find it really important to talk about, especially like a platinum, but there's other events like, you know, we, one of the things that's really unique about this industry versus like I used to go to conferences in like the financial space. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, not really a concern um, in terms of it's no partying, all business until it becomes a party. And then it's like you just have to be professional enough to party hard and keep your crap together. Right. right like yeah. that's that's the standard. So it's like if you don't keep up, you just have a different problem. Yeah. But but in general, it's very, very like the lines are very easy to draw in those conferences, because even if you don't ever participate in the party right. hard thing. You're fine. That is not going to be something. Oh, I see what you mean, right? There's a yeah. distinct. Yeah, 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 it's very distinct. It's very, very buttoned up. Yeah, this is very blurred here. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I, I, would, I traveled a little bit at my job before ClickBank, and it was like at the tail end. It was kind of like that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like super professional. Like, yeah. And then like drunk at the hotel bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At most, right? Like that's that's kind of thing. It's in a very small group. And like, and to be fair, if you went, did half the things we see people do at lots of our conferences, you would definitely not have a job in those settings. Yeah. Um, Grant, I worked with a lot of accountants and finance majors, not necessarily known for their avid partying well, by think, any means. But yeah. Well, I think too, that's remember like if you're an employee, if you're an affiliate manager or someone that's employed by a bigger brand or something traveling, like you have to be a bit tighter, mm-hmm. right? Like the owner, they're not going to fire themselves. They might lose yeah. some business here and there, uh, but they've got a bit longer a leash because they are the ones that make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's if you hang yourself, yeah. that's your thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're an employee or contracted with somebody, like you do just have to be a bit more conscious of it. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I, I bring up that one of the things that's really unique about our industry, I think creates this environment with the events is not only is it a lot of small business owners, which I say that in terms of, in the grand scheme of things, like these are still considered small to mid-sized businesses um, in the way that we yeah. measure it, like at a global level. But you know, a lot of it's done through remote work. It's it's done in these areas where people are on computer screens or communicating through Skype and, and Zoom and all this stuff. You don't have coworkers you're going to the water cooler with. Yeah. So oftentimes these events become a gathering of friends and relationships. Yes. And so it Which feels is really different. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's one of my favorite things about mm-hmm. the events. But I just think it's important that that starts to sometimes when you're newer, blend your brain a little bit because you feel like you're hanging out with what like you said, friends, people yeah. that you're very friendly with, but you're there to do business. So, so I think you get a yeah. big one, whether it's, I think the, the term I think of when you go to these events, it's know thyself, right? Have something, some system, something in place. You could even have a friend that's your checkpoint that is like a, hey, I need a tap to help come say no for me or whatever it is to keep you in a place you don't go and jump the shark and get too far. Because I think the problem with going too far is oftentimes it can be totally fine. It's a mistake. Everything's fine. Just go lie down for a bit, whatever, remove yourself. We've also seen the situation where you don't and one bad decision begats another and another and another. And now, you know, you, you go too far and you create a scenario where, like you said, those impressions don't go away. Yeah. You're in a right. bad spot. So I always just bring that up for people. Like for me, I do a, I do a count system. 
So I will count within an hour. I will only allow myself a certain amount of drinks because I know I know exactly where I'll be at. Like I'm like, hey, I could do this and this and this. And once I hit that, I'll just look at my clock and like I gotta wait 30 minutes before I have another drink. Like I won't even touch anything unless it's water during that time frame. Now whether it's a, I also when I started going to networking events, I didn't drink, so I got really used to saying yeah. no to to drink. So it's that's not a challenge for me. But it's more just keeping pace yeah. um, over a long period of time because you do want to engage. And listen, like sometimes what you drink becomes a great icebreaker, right? Like mm-hmm. if you find someone that likes tequila or whiskey and you talk to them about tequila or whiskey, they're going to already be really interested in the conversation. So yeah. it could be a great unifier. But I, well, I, think I hope, yeah, I hope the listeners who might be sober are going, like, oh, my God, these events are just debauchery because they're not. Right? <laughs> they're not. They're the, not. Yeah. It, this is more we're, we're talking People about tips and tricks to make yeah. sure that you have the yeah. the best time and get the most out of it, right? So just keeping yourself paced. I just always like to bring up, it's important to know that sometimes these events could feel like it starts to get so much fun, especially at something like Unico. It's a really fun resort. You can yeah. do crazy cool things with people with open bars everywhere. It's just easy to find yourself maybe lulled into um, too much comfort. Yeah, no, And I'm, so it's just, mm-hmm. hey, make sure you're prepared and have a plan. Yes. That's what I'd say. Whatever no, works for you. It's, yeah, and then... You know, pot kettle black and all that, right? I've totally been the person making the mistake, right? It's just like you gotta learn to yeah. kind of take your lumps. Like I've been fortunate enough where I've made mistakes in like close company, not like wide kind yep. of stuff like that. But yep. and I guess I've been endearing enough that it hasn't bit me too hard, kind of thing. But it's like yep. it's it's the yeah, you just gotta be conscious of it. And yeah. I've definitely pared down like the things. The cool part is too is like you do make build some great stories staying out late, kind of thing, yeah. right? Like I've made yeah. some great friendships from very late nights and just like. Um, and now they're good people, we, mm-hmm. you know, that we can chat with and all that. But so it's just finding that right balance. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do just one quick tidbit thing, yeah. and then we'll we'll kind of close it off. But I think one thing that, that can happen in, in um, you know, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but what happens when you go to an event and you get in there early on, and you're like, I don't think this is going to be quite a fit for yeah. me. And so you feel like business isn't going to be there. And, and we've seen before, sometimes that could take people where they just shell up and they, they kind of get this, and all of a sudden they're not networking. They close off. They don't really go out and engage. Maybe they even stay in their hotel room longer than they should. Um, so in your experience, when you're in an event that feels like this probably is an event you'd come back to, um, but you know you're here and you need to extract the max amount of value, how do you shift, pivot, and make sure that you're still getting something out of maybe something that initially feels like it, it wasn't a good choice. And not to say that Platinum Zone is a bad choice, but any event, especially yeah. in the kind of setting, I think we've all been there before. I, I might be a bad person to answer this, honestly, because like I don't think I'm good at that. Like it's, <laughs> uh, well, because like honestly, I've just stopped going to events that I don't think are going to be a good fit, mm. um, for the most part. I still end up saying yes to some things. I'm like, uh, but I've been to enough where it's just like, oh, yeah, this might be worth it. And it was a definite might because the room looked good or something. But I've learned about myself. I am not good at networking in a completely cold room. Right? Gotcha. Like I need a room that I at least know the person running the event or I know like a core group that's going there. Even if it's not the majority, right? The majority, if you would know the majority of the room, you're there more to build and deepen, not deepen the relationships you already have and kind of like find new partnerships or you're like really go deeper versus find new. Mm-hmm. But if I know like 20% of the room, great, right? I know that I can do well there. If I know 2%, it's like, oh, gosh, that's going to be a slog kind yeah. of thing for me. Gotcha. Um, so I kind of avoid going to those types of things. In the past, when I have ended up at those, 
it's a struggle. Like it's hard for me. Like it's like, it's a lot of anxiety. It's like awkward conversations. And that's where a lot of the trial and error that got me to those tidbits we've mentioned about before came from, mm-hmm. or just like, uh, conversations that went nowhere. If I had that toolbox now, I think I'd be a lot better off kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, what I would recommend doing is if you're not sure about an event is to do the pre-work either with the event coordinators you're chatting with or people you do know who are going, even if you only know them briefly through like a Facebook comment on DRMP group or something and start reaching out before you get there. Mm-hmm. going to have not a buddy system necessarily, but at least have a kickoff brunch in order or like a little meal or some sort of little thing because they'll probably appreciate it too. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have your little tribe that you start with and you can kind of look out what you, Hey, what are you looking for? What am I looking? You can almost have that little mini mastermind beforehand and then help each other network, kind of go to things together, kind of help go into those bars or those rooms, whatever it is and help kind of each other kind of acclimate if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm curious on what you take. On yeah, that. yeah. It's funny now. I feel like I'm serving up my own question, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yeah, I tell you, I think one of the biggest things, um, pre-work is huge when you can, but if yeah. you find yourself, even if like your pre-work missed and you're there and you're like, wasn't what I was expecting or what I thought I was getting mm-hmm. into, um, you know, I, I think the best thing to do in terms of pivot is realize you don't know if you're a right fit. So go and find out a lot more about the fit that is there, right? Mm-hmm. So this actually makes me go back and think of uh, John Rowley when we yep. just had a podcast with him and when it drops, you should definitely give a listen. It was great. Um, but he, you know, he talked about, he went out and reached out to every single re- New York real estate person. Yeah. <laughs> and he just came with a very, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So when you're in a cold room, I find I'm just coming with a, with a couple of segments of very specific questions that I ask everybody. there to learn now, right? So yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm learning, but it's not learning without purpose, right? So a lot of the same things like, why are they here? And start connecting people, create value. in just the fact that you're connecting people and you'll never know what you'll find yourself bumping yeah. into. So a recent example, we went to an event in Romania, mm-hmm. um, and I was not too sure. I know that the event was trying to grow their Nutra space, but it was still very new. And, yeah. and primarily it had been in an industry that we don't really play in, so there, there's a lot of traffic that I, I can't do much with. Um, so You'd that be being said, see this podcast. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. so that being said, dropping into it, um, you know, I, I like quickly went with the people I knew, but there was a lot of people that just no clue, not sure if anything was tied to, but what I do know is business. So, Hey, what about your business? What are the things yeah. that you do? Let me understand like what brought, when you go to these conferences, what are you hoping to get out of it? Right? Like what, how do you start your business? What's the biggest challenge you're faced with right now? I find five people that all have the same challenge. I start going, this is a unique challenge that this <laughs> business faces. And guess what? There's no one that solves it because I haven't met the solution. No one's referred the solution when I bring it up. And like for one, if, if at this event actually happened is like one, I realized the industry weren't tied to. I actually found like a weird avenue where we could find potential connections. Mm. So like, hey, maybe this works. Maybe it doesn't. But if I shut down, I don't have that conversation. Yeah. I also ended up finding somebody else that was randomly there and I have no idea how they ended up there. And they did become a <laughs> client. And I was like, wow, this is great. You know, just because I didn't shut down and continued yeah. To reach out and funny enough it was just because i happened to go to a talk they raised their hand they started asking a bunch of questions and i was like you should talk to this person later they circled back to me because that connection they're like we actually want to talk to you why did you connect this guy with us we're really curious about what you do and it resulted in me now having a oh, client cool. with a company yeah. so again it's just like knowing those values and those tactics still work as well as learning about the problems the challenges and if if you can't solve it like oftentimes like it got to a point when i was like at the podcast conference 
I wouldn't talk that much about what I did anymore. I was like, ah, you know what? We do like some direct response affiliate stuff. Honestly, this is the first time being at this conference, so I wasn't sure what to expect, but I'd really like to learn more about you. What brought you here? Just flip it over, learn about people. Um, and going to that podcast conference, I ended up getting a bunch of connections in a world we didn't realize. I now understood a, a whole different opportunity in the podcast world um, that I didn't know about before, and it still created value. And otherwise, maybe it wasn't the value I went to expecting, but it's the value you could still get out of it. And some of those relationships too, like I ended up getting a um, an individual on a podcast um, that they never would have had access to. It was a super popular episode for them. So the ed- oh, cool. the yeah. producer was super excited. He started asking me for more people. Um, and where we didn't necessarily find that fit, like all of a sudden I found myself creating value in a totally outside world. And now I have connections into iHeartRadio if I need to, yeah. right? I don't know when that's valuable, but it's yeah. there. So right. um, with that being said, I just say, even if you feel a little bit frustrated at first, if you find yourself feeling a little bit out of place, that's okay. Take a deep breath, pivot, and remember that the same strategies that make you valuable in a room that you're familiar are exactly, almost exactly the same in a room that no one knows you, right? They don't know you yet. Um, you just need to have a conversation and find value that they need to bring, and you could always do that connection stuff. So, um, And who knows? You might end up having John Lee Dumas on your podcast, right? <laughs> there you so, go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with that, guys, I know we're getting close to the end of time, but I think uh, just... We're going into platinum. We're going to networking season. And just important things to remember. First, be refined with your message. Be specific. Know exactly what you need and what others need as well. Yeah, what you do to solve a problem and what you're looking for. Yep. What problem you need solved. Yeah. Yep. And then find that out from other people by showing that that's what you need to do. Make the connections and then balance professionalism with fun Go to create fun. great relationships. Yeah, yeah but yeah. don't forget to have fun. That is the other thing we didn't say. Have fun, guys. But you gotta have some fun. Like, <laughs> it's, events are great, and they yeah. are a lot of fun, and you should never let yourself not enjoy the events. Yeah. But remember that enjoy it with the reason why you're there. Um, and if you do that well, events become something you live for and enjoy, and where you could do too much of them sometimes, um, they still are, are something that makes this job in this industry not only really, really profitable, but dang memorable and something that I, I just look forward to every single time. Yeah. So um, any anything else to finish with? Any sage advice that we didn't get to cover so far, Thomas? No, I think we covered a lot of the nitty gritty there. I think if you've got specific questions about this or any other topic, you, we have a new email address now you've been doing. So we've got affiliated Ooh. at clickbank.com. Beautiful. So it's That's like awesome. affiliate, but with a D, affiliated, right? It's That's almost like it. it's on the shirt. Can you show yeah. people? Oh, the I got shirt? the shirt. Affiliated dot at ClickBank instead of by ClickBank, yeah. Is affiliated. this where I yeah. sh- I throw out something that we're going to give away an affiliated nope, by ClickBank not. shirt <laughs> if you comment? Oh, okay, no. <laughs> no. So, affiliate, affiliated at ClickBank.com, and we look at that inbox sometimes. So, But, yeah, if you've got any questions or want to suggest guests or anything like that, please email and let us know about that. Like, comment, subscribe to all the places and do all the things like that. And thank you so much for watching. Really yes. appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much. And happy networking out there. Make sure happy that you scaling. Yeah, happy yeah. scaling, happy networking. <laughs> and until next time, see you guys. Bye.